This is CliffCentral.com. Animal Central on CliffCentral.com. Hello and welcome to Animal Central on here on cliffcentral.com. This is the only show in South Africa dedicated to animals and the people that love them. I'm your host Ainsley Hay and it is a beautiful day today and I have a very, very full studio. But I'm going to chat about that later with my lovely guests. So last week I mentioned that I'm going to start a weekly award for the bad animal news of the week and the good animal news of the week. And these awards are either going to be the Jackass Penguin Award, which is for the bad news of the week, or the Angelfish Award which is for the good news of the week. So I also asked my dear listeners to submit their nominations. No one has done that. So it's up to me again this week to select. So this week, the Jackass Penguin Award is going to go to Groupon South Africa for yet again encouraging the abomination that is cub petting by offering tickets at captive lion facilities where people can play and pay with them. There's a lot of huge welfare issues concerning this, and it's very easy to educate yourself on the issues. One of the easiest ways is through the campaign and documentary Blood Lion South Africa. Africa. So Groupon South Africa, please catch a wake up and smell the roses and start pr- promoting ethical am- animal uses. So the, then the Angelfish Award of the week is actually very, very special. Um, I'm going to keep you all waiting on this until after the halfway break to discuss because I'm cruel like that. But please do feel free to give us a call on 0861 or You can get us on Twitter, which is at cliffcentral.com. Our Facebook is cliffcentral. And then you can send us a message on WeChat as well. All that you do is you tap connect and then message to show at cliffcentral. I'm looking to hear for hear from you. So today is a horsey show at long last. I think I have been <laughs> I have been denying the horses and the horsey people of South Africa because I've been speaking far too much about dogs and wildlife. So I'm very, very excited to have the guests that I have in today. First off we have the lovely ladies from the Lipidzanas of South Africa. So there's dear Judy Virtue, who is one of the directors of the Lipizzanas. Welcome Judy. Thank you. And then we have Bronwyn Taylor, who is a senior rider from the Lippies. Welcome. Hi. Hello. And then Marina Sneiman, who you are the breeding manager. That's right. Yes. Hi. Yay. Well, welcome, ladies. I'm very happy to have you here. Um, I think the Lipizzan is it's such such a part of our culture, and as Joburg people especially, you know, it's been around. How many how many years has the Lippies been around in South Africa for, Judy? Ainsley, they first came here from Europe in 1948. Oh, wow. So we've been here a very, very long time. Sure. Um, they are very special, as you say. Yes. Because we follow the traditions of the world-renowned Spanish riding school in Vienna. Yes. And we are the only Lipizzaner school in the world that oh, follows wow. those traditions. And we have some established links with the wonderful people in Vienna over many years. That's so, amazing. as you say, it is very much part of our wonderful South African cultural yes. history that we have these magnificent white Lipitzanas yes. here who perform every Sunday for the delight of the public. And let me tell you, listeners, this, the show is unbelievable. I was lucky enough to go just before Christmas. I went to their final. So you have a Christmas sh- um, festival, was it? Yes. That is, in fact, a very, very, very special time mm. on our calendar. We have 12 Christmas shows generally in December mm-hmm. together with the Welsh Mel Voice Choir of mm-hmm. South Africa. Um, we're generally sold out. Mm. It is the most marvelous event it because is. it is a mixture which is suitable for the whole family. Mm. It's the choir singing carols and inviting the audience to sing. 
it's the riders doing wonderful things on mm. these amazing horses and some Christmassy things as and well. And the outfits were spectacular as Weren't well. Weren't they just? Yes. And this year we were very fortunate to have one of our student riders who's a very accomplished ballerina. Oh, yes, that was so brilliant. She did uh, her ballerina number in the middle of the arena mm. and we had four of our beautiful white stallions performing round her to the tune of the Sugar Plum Fairy. It was quite And then, of course, there's Father Christmas. Yes. Who comes in in the carriage and the kids come and we give the kids gifts and sweets and everything. So mm-hmm. it is the most amazing show and a highlight Definitely. in Johannesburg's entertainment calendar and every tr- and year. And truly entertaining. I must say, the, the way that the riders and the choreography and everything was put together, it was Honestly, a highlight of my year last year. So, congratulations to all of you. And if listeners, if you haven't been, you really should. It's a wonderful day out, as you say, Judy. Every Sunday now, um, it is open to the public. So, it's definitely something that I would strongly recommend that you do. Even if you have kids, don't have kids, it's very, very entertaining. Actually, one important thing is that because the horses work so very hard yes. over Christmas, they've been on holiday. Oh, good. So, they haven't been white horses for three weeks because okay. they've been in the paddock. Oh, lovely. So they're a bit brown. brown. <laughs> so they've been rolling, having fun and chilling. <laughs> and all the riders are back at the center. And oh, we have good. a really good tidying up session. Yes. And our first performance is on the 24th of January. Okay. And the second one on the 31st of January. And these are New Year specials. Okay. So these are half price tickets. Oh. Um, um, booked through CompuTicket. Oh, so brilliant. we hope lots of people come and take advantage of our New Year's specials That's starting Sunday the 24th of January. Oh, that sounds wonderful. So speaking about the riders, um, Bronwyn, tell us a bit about how, how long have you been involved with the Lippies? How did you start getting involved? Um, I've been at the Lippies for just over a year. Okay. Um, uh, I was a bit of a special rider that came in in um, like a changing period. Okay. Generally what you would do is we have a student program mm-hmm. that we run for 10 months. Mm-hmm. Starts at the beginning of February. Mm-hmm. And anyone who would like to join the Lippies um, starts with a student program. Oh. So um, we teach you everything that you need to know. You come for an interview beforehand. Mm-hmm. As long as you can basically walk, trot and canter, stay on. Okay. Um, you're welcome. Oh. And no one will be turned away. Anyone oh, will come. Wow. So the student prog- program is for 10 months, and mm-hmm. you do everything from um, learning to bandage, learning about the tack, mm. learning about the breeding, everything to do with the center, as well as riding. So you oh, get wow. your own personal um, lunch lessons from the riders. Mm-hmm. You get to ride every horse. Oh. You do everything that we would do at the center. That's amazing. So you have exams throughout the whole um, 10 months mm-hmm. um, and assignments and then at the end of the 10 months you have a um, practical exam and a written exam that you oh. have to pass mm-hmm. um, and we do everything to help you oh. pass that it's it's nothing too hectic mm-hmm. we just make sure that you're able to do everything okay. and then at the end of that um, you can choose if you'd like to stay on or not mm-hmm. um, you have a meeting with the directors and then you become part of the team if they oh. offer it to you that's amazing. So that student program, is that full-time then? Yes, it's full-time. Okay. Um, we are, Ours at the center are from um, 9 to half past 12. Mm-hmm. Um, from a Tuesday to a Friday. Saturday we go in the mornings to ride the horses. It's their off day. We take them on outrides. And then Sunday is our performance. So we're there from 8 until um, when the public leave. And okay. Mondays, Mondays are off for the horses and for us. Oh, that's fantastic. Sure. So how many horses on average are you riding a day nowadays as a as a senior rider? Um, at the moment, I have five. Sure. 
We have allocated horses. Okay. Um, so I have my specific five, and each rider has their um, certain number. We do okay. sometimes swap and change depending on what we need to do for performance and if anyone's off or sick. Um, so, yeah, wow. it's busy. We, we ride a lot. That's amazing. And and are you, do you – so what age do do the lippies get broken in and then um, – Sort of how long would you say the training process takes from them from breaking in until their sort of first performance? Um, they come to the center at four and a half. Okay. Um, they're given a little bit of time just to settle in to mm-hmm. the new environment. Um, and then we pretty much start working with them after about a month. Mm-hmm. We run them free in the indoor. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very safe. It's very calm mm-hmm. um, for them and for us. Mm-hmm. Um, we then start backing them throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Um, do it slowly. So that, you know, their, their grounding is, mm. is correct. Mm. Um, and then depending on each horse, it, it depends on, on their own personality okay. and their, the way that they go. Yes. But, um, most of our cults would then be in performance soonish into the, into the next year. Brilliant. That they okay. come. Yeah. That's fantastic because in in the performance they you've got the different um, skills of the horses. So yeah. the the younger horses, I, I love the one where they do the free run. Yeah, that's what the colts. That's, that's amazing. That's like their job for the first few months that they're there. That was amazing to see. Really, really beautiful. So I think Bronwyn, if you want to, no, Marina, sorry, Marina, if you want to have, have a chat with us about the breeding side because that's obviously a huge part because you breed your own horses here, which is brilliant, I think. That's quite right. Um, we've got a very big breeding program. Um, we've got about 12 mares that should be covered oh, wow. this season, um, which is probably more than we've had before. We wow. had seven foals born this season, so oh, that's wow. that's great. The last one was actually just born on Monday. Oh, congratulations. Um, and then um, we've got 65 horses in total. <gasps> wow. 33 of them are the stallions at the center. Okay. And then we've got to have um, youngsters coming up, and wow. you never know. You never know who's going to make it through all the yes. way to the program. Program. Um, Bron said they started at four and a half. They actually come in at three and a half. Okay. So that first six months or so, they are spending time in the arena, getting okay. used to the arena, basically playing like they do out on the farm, oh, wow. but inside the arena so they can get used to the arena environment. Okay. Um, generally, we would um, introduce them to crowds on Mother's Day. It's quite a traditional thing oh, for us. Lovely. They get walked into the arena. We ask the audience um, not to clap. Because the poor little guys have never heard anything like that yes, in their lives. Yes. But they get introduced to a big audience and a big sort of atmosphere. Okay. And then they carry on from there. And like Judy said, a lot of the horses have been on holiday now since mm. Christmas. But some of my boys have not had much of a holiday okay. because they've been going back and forth to the farm, uh, uh, visiting their wives, as I'd like to call them. Yeah, some men may uh, say that's not much work. <laughs> uh, I must say that we have a stallion who had to cover two mares. He had to have a break in between and he was absolutely finished when he, oh, he continued with the second one. He wasn't going to do a third oh. that day. He said, thank you very much. I'm done. Very happy to get back in the horse box and go home again. Um, so, yeah, everyone thinks it's all fun and roses, yeah. but um, some of those guys need a little uh, romance tips, perhaps, if you have <laughs> someone who could advise them. <laughs> On how to woo a lady. Yeah, some, oh, of, the, some of the younger boys, they, they just need to learn a little bit of manners, but some of our older mares are quite quick to teach them. Oh, they really? said, you know, you've got to bring me flowers and, and uh, do a little bit of the romancing <laughs> first before you just get on there, boy. So oh, it's brilliant. quite fun to watch and uh, oh. quite eye-opening to some of the people that um, yes. come to see it for the first time. I think they're... They, I don't know what they have in their mind, yes. but it's, it's, uh, it can be quite entertaining. It can. 
That's a very, very, very appropriate way to put it. So I'd like you to tell our listeners, I don't know if all of our listeners know the little tricks about the difference between an adult lipizzaner and a foal, that there is quite a big difference. There's a huge difference. Um, if you go on our website, you'd soon see when you see the new photos of our mm. foals, most of our foals are either born black or dark brown. Mm-hmm. Um, and then gradually they'll change to, to white. Um, we've already got one who is two months old who's already starting to go gray. Oh, sweet. Um, he comes from a mother who was gray by the time she was three. Oh, wow. Um, so it's a normally, normally sort of between six and ten they'll change depending on their bloodline, but some of them still retain a dark mane and tail for longer than that. Okay. Um, we've got one, um, one of our two year old colts who's not going to turn white. He's going to stay brown, which oh, is wow. very, very special for us because yes. we need to traditionally have a brown stallion in residence always at the center. Oh, okay. um, it's considered lucky. Um, we do have two adults at the moment, but we're yes. quite glad that we've got this young one coming up. Okay. And in fact, one of our little fillies who was born this year, I'm not quite sure if she's going to turn white either, oh, wow. but we can't tell at this stage. But okay. um, some of them are sort of very dark brown. Some of them are absolutely black, the real Amazing. black beauty. If you ever saw yes. the, read the story or saw the program on TV as a child, yes. um, we've got some of those. We've got oh, some beautiful. absolutely stunning little ones, quite cheeky. They're already sort of developing their characters. Oh, um, so that's quite fun to be with. Oh, um, sweet, but most people don't believe that that sort of horse will become our beautiful white, yes. pure, pure white stallion eventually. Yeah, it is quite striking. And I mean, your stallions are just absolutely magnificent. Judy, how many have um, stallions have you got um, that are sort of actively working in the shows nowadays? Do you have rotate them or how does it work? We have, we have 33 stallions mm-hmm. at the center. And that includes some of the young colts that came last year who are just starting to run okay. in the performance. And then depending on their training, they will progress um, in various items. Okay. So once they've started running in a performance, then the next stage is for them to be in the young stallion routine. Oh, yes. Which is a very simple routine to get them used to their rider in a performance environment where they just um, walk, trot and canter in big circles and straight lines. And then, uh, you know, like the riders, the horses have a career structure as well. Mm So we'll then say, well, these two horses look really similar. Mm. So we will eventually think maybe they will do a pas de deux together. Oh, beautiful. And will so you explain what a pas de deux then, is? A, a pas de deux is two horses, mm-hmm. and they do a performance in a mirror image of each other. Mm-hmm. It is a very, very beautiful mm, thing to watch. So like everything we do at the Lipitzanas, teamwork is hugely important. Mm. And when you're riding, as Bronwyn will tell you, um, because she will tell you about riding in the quadrille, mm. it's not just you and the horse. Mm-hmm. It's you and the next door horse or the uh. next door horse beside you. And if something happens, you've got to make a plan. Yes. So you need to be very competent yes. riding in order to maintain the excellence that we strive for in our performance. Yes. So then they will maybe do the pas de deux. Mm-hmm. Um, then um, earlier on, we will look at developing talent for the airs above the ground. Mm-hmm. If Marina or one of the riders sees a horse in the paddock standing on its hind legs and leaping around, <laughs> we think, oh, good, maybe that will do the corbet. <laughs> or if we see one horse running out in the paddock and kicking out and bucking like mad, then we say maybe he has talent for the capriole. Okay. Um, so we will then develop that talent. Mm. And the corbet and the capriole are movements? Are movements that they used to do in medieval wartime, mm-hmm. which are, are carried on as part of the Lipitzana tradition. Mm-hmm. And then, as Bron will also tell you, um, one looks at, at, at stallions who have got very special movement and are able to be developed to perform the solo. 
That is Bron the, has performed the solo. Is that the highlight? That's the highlight. Okay. So Bron has performed that, so she'll tell you a little bit, a little bit yes. more about that. But as Bron said earlier, it is a very, very strict program mm. from 9.30 to 12.30 mm-hmm. where certain horses are in this session with certain riders and everything works with military precision. Mm-hmm. So the horses have routine okay, um, and they're watched every day and every week to see how they progress. And as Bron also said, we sometimes move riders around because the philosophy is very simply that the experienced horses train the less experienced riders ah. and the experienced riders like Bron will take on the younger horses okay. who, who need to be trained more okay. correctly. Oh, that's that's amazing. So, Brendan, tell us a little bit about those, um, the solo and quadrilles and all these amazing <laughs> things that you do. All our different routines. Yes. Um, yeah, we have a few. Um, and it depends um, on the performance, which routines we do. Mm-hmm. Um, we will always try to have every single horse in the performance. Mm-hmm. So... Um, We'll always have a quadrille, always, because okay. it's the highlight of the show. Um, young stallions. And explain what a quadrille is. Okay, so a quadrille is um, generally six riders mm-hmm. riding a routine together. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of like a dance. Um, it's a lot harder than it looks. I, yes. hope, I hope we make it look easy. No, no it, it does not. It looks amazing. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's very difficult because you are trying to work yourself. Um, to look good, try to get your horse to look mm. as good as he can, as well as trying to make your team look good. Mm. Um, so it's a lot of little corrections, a lot of talking to each other. Okay. We talk a lot to each other. Ah, see, I didn't know that. So you do a good job at hiding that. Yes, we do. Um, it's a lot of teamwork, um, precision and harmony. Okay. Basically. Yeah. Oh. oh, it's amazing. Well, it, it, it definitely, it definitely comes together. So how long is the average career of a, of a rider with the, with the lippies? That's um, very difficult to pinpoint. <laughs> How long is a piece of string? Yeah, much? Okay. It, it depends. It's um, it's a very personal thing. It's um, You've got to be very, very dedicated mm. to it. Um, and it does take a lot of your time, mm. but it's totally worth it. We yeah. we all love it. We're very, very lucky to do what we do. And so, very passionate about yeah, it, I can very, see. Yeah, very, very passionate. Yeah. Um, because it is a, a non-profit organization, mm-hmm. um, we do what we can for the for the center and the center does what it can for us. Yes. But everyone that's there at the moment, like absolutely loves it. We'll, oh, we'll be brilliant. there like all the time, all the time. Yeah. No, you can do, de- you can definitely see that. And I mean, it must take so many people, but obviously does take so many people and it's, it's in such a beautiful con- full condition. I mean, I'm just amazed at how you keep those horses so white. <laughs> Something <laughs> as little as that. And everything is just, it really is. It was such a spectacular, Spectacular evening. I really, I can't, I can't praise it enough. And I, I, I used to horse ride many, many years ago. I'm actually going for my first lesson this afternoon in 10 years. And I'm very nervous. Don't be nervous. (laughs) It's going to be great. I had meetings today with two other riders and they were saying about how one fell off and cracked her head. And I'm just like, oh dear, why am I doing this again? No, 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 it'll be fine. You'll be mine. Don't worry about that. Yeah, we'll we'll hear about it next week, I'm sure. Yeah. But is there a, would you say that there's a difference between riding a Lipizzana and riding other horses? Are they? Are they? They must be quite unique. They must be quite an amazing ride. Or, um, they are. I mean, they're they're horses. Hmm. They've got the same quirks, and okay. they try and nip you, and they try spook, and <laughs> okay. you know, they're not they're not perfect. Okay. Um, but I think the difference with them is that they're worth 
work ethic is amazing. They oh, they will try so hard for you. Oh, that's amazing. Um, a lot of people ask us how we get them to do the airs above the ground and stuff. Yeah. Um, we don't force any of our horses to do anything they don't want to do. Mm. They they offer it to us. That's um, amazing. And um, when when you walk into the center, everyone's like, how do you tell the difference between each horse? They mm. all look the same. They're like little silkworms. But they're, they're, they're really not. <laughs> really? <laughs> they call them silkworms, yeah. Um, but they're really not. They all have their individual personalities and they're all very, very special. And mm. they... Every single one will try their heart out for you. That's amazing. Um, which sometimes you don't often often get with all horses. Yes. But honestly, every single horse there does his job mm. and is happy to do it. That's awesome. Yeah. Very special. And now, Marina, so the ladies. Yes. Your brood mares. So they, they're on a separate property too. They're in Hart to Bear's Fort. It's okay. near to Hart to Bear's Fort now, um, near the Orient Hotel. Okay. Um, they're on an old cattle farm. So oh, it's lovely. not this big special thing that people think of a stud farm. They're on an old farm that we rent, which oh, we're very lovely. lucky to have. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got all the infrastructure that we need. Um, our mares live together in a barn, so they oh, have a very natural lifestyle. That's lovely. Um, they go out together in the paddock. Um, obviously, the youngsters will be separated from their moms, mm-hmm. and then they go into different camp. And mm-hmm. then the older colts, before they come through to the center, also have to be separated, particularly now when there's ladies that are sort of looking for husbands. There, yes. Some of them are solici- soliciting a little bit. Oh, dear. Um, <laughs> one of our other riders said to me the other day, day are you going back to the red light district? Because it just seems to be like that at the moment. There's lots of hormones flying around. You've got to be... Um, quite aware. Oh, goodness. Um, because what we often do is when we've got younger colts is we can tease the mares, we call yes. it, just to see if they're ready for breeding. Yes. And we use our younger boys um, okay. because it's easier for us so rather than bringing, bringing a stallion yeah. all the way from the center. And then if the mare's not ready, he's going to be very frustrated yes. and it's going to be very difficult to persuade him to get back in the horse okay. box without having done anything. Um, <laughs> but we did that the other day. One of the young horses had teased the mare in the morning and we brought out her stallion for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything was done all nicely and everything. Right. And we were taking her back to the paddock. And this little colt broke out of the paddock and chased her because he was like, that's my wife. I'm going after her. Thank you very much. So I had the groom running with the mare to get her behind the gate before that. And then try to catch this poor little boy. Oh, shame. but he consequently, he's actually had a, a wife of his own. Oh, but, um, wonderful. Yeah, so we, we at least gave him that <laughs> advantage. Um, we breed the stallions, you know, as three-and-a-half-year-olds if they're very okay. promising. The mm-hmm. two we have right now are absolutely stunning. Mm. Um, and I need their bloodlines. That's mm. the thing. We've got six bloodlines, and um, some of them are very rare. Okay. We've only got two breeding Neapolitano stallions, for instance. Okay. Um, I only breed one of them. The other one is not quite what we want to breed. Okay. And I've got two young colts coming up. So all of those boys are very, very precious, not just from a – a training point of view, but also from from their bloodlines. We need oh. to continue those bloodlines in South Africa. And our dream would be one day to actually import mares and then um, semen from overseas that we could continue oh, okay. and widen our Broadening gene pool. It. Because, so, of course, you know, having had horses for a short time in yes. South Africa, a relatively short time, the gene pool is it's not limited. very big. Yeah. yeah. So how did the original bloodlines work? Is it from the original stallions or, or groups or how, how – what – the six bloodlines um, were all the original stallions, starting okay. from the, the 15th century and then oh, going wow. through. The last one was actually introduced in 1810, sure. which is a Siglavi line. And all of those different um, stallion lines were put together to develop the Lipazana as a nobleman's horse mm-hmm. initially and then as a war horse. Because, wow. like Brian said, they've got a very, very good war, um, work ethic. Okay. Um, in fact, the mares, I've always read, are more difficult than the stallions. The mm. stallions are very willing to work. The mares okay. are a little bit more stroppy. They've got um interesting temperament, should we say, <laughs> sometimes. Um, huh? But, you know, they, at this stage, um, 
people ask us, can you train the mares? And in a lot of countries, they do make them um, do dressage. Okay. They can jump as well. People don't realize oh. that. But, of course, because of the capriol and, and stuff, they're very supple. So True. why not? True. Um, they're very good driving horses. Um, but we just don't have enough of them to really um, do anything okay. other else with them. And besides, we couldn't exactly have them with our uh, stallions because the stallions would never think if yes. the mares were there at the same time. Yes. Oh. Well, this is fascinating. I'm really enjoying this. I think what we're going to do is we're going to have a little music break now. And then we, when we're back, we will carry on. Um, and we will also talk about the Angelfish Award. This is CliffCentral.com. Keeping it real on CliffCentral.com. Welcome back to Animal Central. That was garbage with only happy when it rains because we are going to be speaking about the rain and the lack thereof shortly. So, Judy, I just want to get back to the lippies. Um, how do you get your funding and how do you exist? Because I understand you're a non-profit organization, right? It's not easy. Mm. Um, when, when we took over in January 2008, mm-hmm. very sadly, we inherited an organization that was going to be closed down. And no. the horses were going to be evicted. I think <gasps> it's the scariest year I've ever had in my whole life. I didn't realize that. We inherited 1.5 million rands worth of debt. Um, the landlord hadn't been paid rent for mm. eight months. We had food for the horses for two weeks. Oh, no. And it was a dreadful thing. We were then four directors. And, and just to add a bit of fun into the proceedings, because we had to smile in that year. Otherwise, mm. we'd have gone mm. mad. Doolally, yeah. We sat under the big tree in the courtyard yes. with several bottles of wine. Well done. And said, we are going to do this. Good. How are we going to do this? Wow. And for three and a half years, we sorted everything out. Mm. We put processes and procedures together. Mm. And in answer to how you, how we keep going and how we find revenue, is um, I come from a corporate marketing background, mm-hmm. and the first thing I did was to put a sponsorship proposal together oh, and run around to all all the big corporates mm. who have ever been involved with horses who might be involved in horses. Mm-hmm. But sadly, South Africa is not a horse-orientated mm. sport mm. sponsorship yes. opportunity. Yes. It's more people who play mm. football and rugby yes. and soccer and mm-hmm. all these all these kind of things. So then my co-director at that time, Lillian Moller, had a very wonderful idea. And she said, if we can't get a big overall named corporate sponsor, Mm -hmm. let's think about sponsoring each individual horse. So we have a sponsorship program where you can, quote, adopt, unquote, Mm -hmm. a stallion for a year. Oh, wow. And you get um, certain benefits of that. You get a framed photograph to put up in your office. You get your name on his stable sign at mm. every show. Oh, you get automatic membership at the Friends of the Lipizzanas with special badges, special newsletters and discounts at shows. Mm. And at the present moment in time, we've probably got 75% of the horses at the centre sponsored. Oh, wow. And probably about 60% at the stud farm. Oh, so that's, that's one source of one source of income. We ask for sponsorship for a minimum period of a year so we have some kind of continuity. And we have sponsors who have actually Ainsley continued for three, four, five years. Oh, wow. And when we say, would you like to renew your sponsorship next year? They say to us, of course, it's my horse. <laughs> so they now part of our wonderful Lipitzana family. Brilliant. Secondly, we have income through um, the shows. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um ticket money through the shows mm-hmm. and through CompuTicket. Thirdly, we have income through our Lipitzana shop. 
Okay. So when you come to a show, you can buy Lipitzana logo T-shirts for adults and for children oh, and DVDs and bookmarks and videos and all these kind of things. So that's another revenue for our shop. Also, we take the horses out. So if a client oh. wants a show in Cape Town or Durban or round the corner, we give them a quote. Or oh. if they want a horse for a wedding. Oh, wow. This year, or should I say last year in 2015, we did a magnificent performance to 1,500 people at Shongwani Club Ooh. in KwaZulu-Natal. Sure. We did an amazing show in the magnificent Afridone Parace oh, with yes. Welsh Malvoise Choir. We performed at the opening of the brand new Stain City Equestrian Centre oh, wonderful. in four ways. Um, we performed for Edith Fenter yes. at the Pink Polo Fundraiser at Inanda oh, Club wonderful. where all the riders dressed up in pink oh. and the <laughs> Lipitzanas had pink bandages oh, and wonderful. things like that. Um, or we can very simply bring a white horse to a wedding. Okay. Um, so this is available for product launches, weddings, recognition events or whatever. Or we can do spectacular events at the Lipitzana Centre itself. Private events. Yes. Oh, wow. Our Lipitzana Ball happens every November, is our biggest fundraiser mm-hmm. for the safety and welfare of the horses. Black tie affair, oh. gourmet catering, oh. and the horses do a display inside the ballroom. Oh, wow. Up close and personal to the horses. Oh, that's amazing. Um, so that's some of the ways we... Brilliant. Keep money flowing in, okay. but horses are expensive to keep. Yes. And as my friends Karen and Kerry, who are coming on to talk about water, will tell you, yes. the water shortage has affected the grass yep. that we get for our horses. Mm-hmm. So now we are paying a fortune yep. to get grass to yeah. feed our wonderful horses. So it's a very delicate balance every month, and we are always looking for a long-term corporate sponsor okay, um, for a minimum period of five years mm-hmm. that it can be a named sponsor. So Brilliant. it can be the, I'll quote your radio station, the com <laughs> South African <laughs> Lipitzana team. Oh, how does that And then sound? all the branding right. and association <laughs> that goes with that. So, oh, that's wonderful. So that in is a nutshell. And, and p- people give us donations. Okay. People come and sponsor shampoo. You talked about the horses being yes. nice and white. Every Saturday before ah. the show, they are shampooed. And that costs money. So they money. get all nice and yes. white. And we have very many people who sponsor lots of other lovely things as well. Oh, so that, in a nutshell, is okay. is the financial And how do people it. get hold of you if they are interested in sponsoring this? We have a wonderful website. Okay. www.lipitzanas.co.za. Yes. One P, two Zs. Perfect. So and you will find all the information and all the contact numbers on our website. Brilliant. I think, listeners, it's really, it's such an amazing cause. And the ladies here, Judy and Bronwyn and Marina, do such wonderful work there. And I think they, I would like all of you to support them as much as possible. And if you haven't seen the Lipizzanas, you are missing out. You need to go and see them, especially now with the bargain prices discount on. So thank you so much, ladies. It's been wonderful to have you. They're not gone completely yet. They're still in the studio because now... I have the lovely Karen Keller and Kerry Byerly in studio with me. They are my angelfish of the week. Oh, wow. <laughs> I haven't made a trophy yet, but it's, it's a work in progress. But you ladies are so, you are so inspiring. You are... Basically, they single-handedly have started a huge mo- movement, which I think they're slightly regretting now. 
But they've really stood up to the fact that we are in a huge drought in this country and there are areas of this country where there is no water. And they have single-handedly started collecting water and taking it to these areas to get to horses, people, animals, and even more than that. So I understand you finally got a name for your movement. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. yes. Um, it's um, H2 Horses and Heels. Oh, it's brilliant. So it's it's a little bit tricky to say. Um, yes. But, yeah, the name is not important. Okay. Uh, the important thing is that the kind, kind and generous people of the horsey world, the yes. Minka Manure Belt, yes. um, have dug deep yeah. and they have sponsored trucks and water and help make this a reality. It's and amazing. How did you first, been amazing. How did, uh, Karen, how did you first become aware of um, that there were people or animals in need? Um, on, on Friday morning, I was sort of, um, saw a, a photo on Facebook. Okay. Of a, um, drought, uh, a, a starving cow. Oh. And so I, I just had the thought that I can't bear to see animals suffering. Yes. Any animals. Yeah. And my first thing, I've got to, I've got to do yeah. something. I've got to help. This was Friday morning at about eight o'clock. Um, and, I just so I just decided I have to do something. Um, I phoned Kerry and mm-hmm. I said, um, "Kerry, I am going tomorrow to take water mm. to the horses." There is a, a, a lady, Robin Wilkinson, who mm-hmm. has done a trip. Okay, I managed to get in contact with her and said, "Where do we need to get water to? Mm-hmm. What do we need to do?" So she said, "No, they've been to Senegal okay. um, on the Wednesday and they've taken water. The people there need water." Okay, so within twelve hours. We managed to get um, two and a half thousand liters of water. Oh, that's amazing. I've got goosebumps. That's it was amazing. incredible. People just started dropping off two liters. Wow. And then as the word spread through the day, they got to five liter containers. And then okay. by the end of the day, we were collecting 25 liter containers. Oh, that's amazing. Um, we were packing them until about eight that night sure. into my horse box. And I did realize, having towed horses around the countryside, that um, towing water um, in a... <laughs> in a two birth was going to be a bit like towing two wild horses oh, in the back of a gosh, box. I can imagine. So the water has a momentum of its own. Ooh. So it took a little bit of skill and Ooh. understanding the braking and turning. That's terrifying. <laughs> so anyway, we packed the box the night before and we managed to even squeeze in 12 bells of teff oh, on wow. top of the water because the water we needed to keep low. Uh, we couldn't pack it too high. It would be yes. a risk on okay. the road. Okay. And then uh, quarter past five the next morning, um, off I went. Sure. Um, not knowing quite where I was going <laughs> until I was on the road. But oh. we headed for Fruenstad. Okay. Um, and then from Fruenstad, I got directions to get to Senecal because okay. that's where the water was needed. So off we went to Senecal to the community center there where um, the people were queuing for water. Okay. They'd started oh, a, a, really? um, the community oh. center, um, and the people there had started um, collecting Coke bottles oh. and um, were delivering Coke bottles. Oh, and yeah. the farmers were um, also delivering water to the townsfolk oh. who needed water. Um, if you can imagine living for a day without water, no, I can't. Um, they had lived for a week without oh. water. Oh, that's dreadful. So um, every child, adult, Dumini, um, school wow. was standing there in queues to collect their collect their water, and the 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 two liter Coke bottle seemed quite handy because okay. it's what people could carry, yes, children true. could carry. Okay. Um, so 
it became a logistic of running out of bottles okay and how to transport the water so the fact that we most of our water was in two little bottles yes. it was really good already wow. decanted okay. for people to pick up and that's clever and take with them um, the people were so grateful oh, man. Um, and we saw from six-year-old children to elderly ladies walking down the street with the with a walking stick to come and collect her That's or water yeah so it started off i wanted to save the animals yeah and i got there i realized the people needed saving yeah. they needed water yeah and if the, we didn't give the people water the animals exactly. weren't going to get any either exactly Oh, so Kiri, you've been handling, yes, round of applause, definitely, <laughs> definitely well deserved. So Kiri, you've been handling the sort of the social media and the logistics because it's turned into a bit of a logistical thing. Ainsley, it has, can I tell you, the entire Kyle Army, I don't want to say Kyle Army, the, the Gauteng Horsey community yes. has mobilized. That's amazing. It has been quite I tell you, we've been in tears often. Oh, I can imagine. People have been phoning, volunteering their trucks. I mean, mm. just to give an example, Domini and Karen Alexander mm. sent a truck down yesterday. Oh, really? At, <gasps> out of the goodness of their heart, yeah. it was loaded with grass, loaded with water. Domini and his son and one of their clients went down wow. and they offloaded themselves. Oh, wow. Other clients have also come to the party and the trucks are going down in their droves. It's quite Heartwarming. That is amazing. Of course, social media has gone mad. Yes. Um, it's actually become too big for us to handle yes. it on our own. Yeah. So we've met with Highfelt Horse Care. Okay, brilliant. They are an organization in the karting area yes. that go out and help horses yes. and do a fantastic job. Yeah. They, of course, have all the logistics that can help okay. us. They've got all the charity numbers, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So the money that's being donated is now going into their account. Okay. They're ring fencing it for us Brilliant. for the free state horses and okay. they're going to advise us on how best to help. Okay. Um, it has been amazing. I mean, I was joking with, with the lady from Highfeld Horse Care yesterday, you know, this is what putting one skinny cow yeah. on Facebook can do. Yeah. It has caused a movement. It is quite phenomenal. And I mean, starting with Karen saying she has to go and help the community. Yes. Yeah. She's going to get in her car and go take water. I That's mean, amazing. if I can tell you, there's 16,000 liter tankers going down, oh, wow. 21,000 liter tankers going down. Sure. Um, I, you know, I've mentioned Karen and, and Domini Alexander. I can tell you everyone in the horsey community mm. has come to the party. I, everyone. I, I love this story because within the animal community, often people are so, they, they're quite cruel to horsey people. And they always yeah. say, like, oh, the horsey people, this, the horsey people, that. But, I mean, look, look at what, if I compare it to some of the dog people, all they do is sit and moan and complain on Facebook and they don't actually do anything to fix it. Whereas you've you've taken mm. one one instance and look, you've actually done something. And if, if every person did their little bit, imagine how we could change this world. And this is a completely Karen, it's a completely perfect example. You just did something. You know what was so exciting for me is to meet the people of the free state. Mm. You know, um I even learned to speak a few words of Afrikaans. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, was quite a good one for me. So I, I said a lot of that. <laughs> um, and the horses there are, are also truly amazing that they have survived. Yes. And how they've adapted to that harsh, harsh conditions that we saw them in. Yes. And, um, 
people do come first. Yeah. But yeah. Um, at the end of, uh, you know, every halter is a person. Yeah. And without that person helping the horse, that's yeah. what I've realized. I went yes. really to help horses. Yes. My, my love and my passion is horses. Yeah. And it turned around for me that's how I amazing. felt. Um, yeah, and the, the the next good thing is is the Kyle Army, or I should say the 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 Gauteng Horse People. Mm. How generous they've been is truly amazing. Unbelievable. Um, the, the everyone everyone is pulled together, and I, I think it's a shared passion and love. Yes. Um, until now, the latest uh, development is that um, school children. Are collecting. So each child from various schools is bringing oh, a two liter wow. Coke bottle to, to school tomorrow. Oh, man, and we're hoping amazing. to get adopt to school because yes. one of the people we met in Senecal in a little, um, I think it's a half ton bucky. Yes. Um, a little coarser yes. light. Yeah. So he was the, he was one of the, um, teachers at the school. Okay. And they said they use two and a half thousand liters a day. <gasps> They're reusing their washing water. So in other words, when they wash their clothes, they're taking that same water and rewashing. So he was loading his little bucky until oh, it was, man. um, you know, the <laughs> chassis was on the concrete to take water to the school. Oh, so now the schools have got an awareness, which I think is absolutely amazing mm. that each child is aware of the value of yes. two liters of water. And that's what's so important. You know, people don't, it's such a, it's not a luxury, it's a necessity, but you don't think, and I mean, yes, we all deal, deal with our electricity, that happens a lot, and we can cope, but just contemplate, and your, like, listeners, just think about what you would do if you had no water for one day. The, the slight, not even the fact of the thirst, it's, we are so dependent on water, animals as well, I mean, horses, how much water does a horse need per day? Minimum 25 exactly. liters a day. Exactly. You know, it's and and you can't survive without water for a for a very long time. So it's and also the knock on effect is that you can't grow grass without water, and animals eat grass. And now what I've found so amazing is so the horsey community has really rallied with this, and they're being so generous. But it may actually be at the cost at at their cost because, you know, I'm involved with 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 Hollyberry, and we we're struggling to get grass. So even even our you know the 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 people who own the horses in in Joburg are struggling to get wa- grass. The water, Kerry, you, you know, Ainsley, we've come through a very hard time where we are battling to get mm. grass for our horses mm. as as a com- horsey community. Yes. Grass prices are extortionate. Yeah. Yep. Um. So yes, people are. It's not that everything is hunky dory yeah. and everything is sweet and fabulous. But they're in hard times too. Yeah. And despite this, they're still giving. It's amazing. It's amazing. No, it's amazing. And it's so, you know, this is definitely not the end of it. Um, this drought is very, very serious. I don't think um, any of us realized how serious it was until you're starting to see the stories and hear the stories that are coming out. So which areas have you heard that are most, um, are most affected? Um, so I started the trip on Saturday, um, and we went to Senegal. Okay. And that was really hard hit. And then on Sunday, we, we left again. Um, and we went, um, to Valcom okay. and some towns near Valcom. Brantford, okay. um, was very hard hit. Winburg had no water. Oof. Um, yeah, those are the sort okay. of towns we, we, we went to. There's many more, but I've yes. forgotten. <laughs> um, yeah, so, um, there are towns that are really hard hit and obviously some of the farmers still have boreholes. Okay. And they were supplying, but what, what there is is no grazing. Yes. There is, there, um, there are not a blade of grass in the mm-hmm. paddocks. 
um, and there's no there's no TEF for them. So we went to um, a couple of stables that they didn't have a bale of TEF left. So yeah, it's it's pretty dire, and I don't think it's going to get better in a hurry. No, no. And I think we need to find sustainable yep. ways to carry this forward. We yeah. we've had a glimpse. We've been at the coal face, and I think we have to change our thinking. Okay, and this whole movement will change to. Something where it's sustainable And yeah. that, that's the big thing And I think it will lead to long-term education Of Brilliant. people I think that's that's what's needed So we've done crisis control yes. But it's got to change And obviously we need people that are far more intelligent than I am <laughs> To work out how, how we're going to do that Maybe growing different kinds of grasses yeah. Or feeding our horses differently Or conserving better yeah. what we do have and being more aware. I think that's a very important conversation that needs to happen. And have you have you had any response or interest from any governmental side of things? That would be a no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. I always ask because I'm naively hopeful. <laughs> no, it's a, it's. A, I'm going to be having a, a geologist on the show in I think a week or two's time. Actually, speaking about this drought, she's um, quite an expert on it, and she's because I really want to try and unpack. You know. Um, the whole thing And I think the government I think I don't think that they've handled this appropriately I don't think that they've warned people Or they You know It's it's difficult because it is a, a very widespread problem But Yeah we, We're in for a very tough time um, With this drought The silence is amazing mm. But I, I still think that we have good people here And yes. if the government is not capable Why don't we as individuals But that's it And this is why so, I'm so heartened by I don't this. think we can wait for government exactly. help I think we have to and learn to help ourselves something. And work as a team Exactly So going forward What what can we do? What can I do? I mean We've got a track on standby We've also got Lucerne um, Johan Yeah Johannes volunteers yes. track as well um, There are links going down okay. Literally every day Brilliant Um you know, as as Karen intimated, we have to find a way that is sustainable yeah. as well. Yeah. We are in a crisis situation. Mm-hmm. We are going to get into a crisis situation in Gauteng as well. Mm-hmm. So we have to be very, very yeah. mindful of that. Yeah. Um, you know, water is in short supply. We have in Gauteng at the moment. We may not have soon. So we need to be mindful of that too. Yeah. So that's also why I felt Horse Care have come in and on board with Good. us okay. because a lot of education also has mm. to happen at that end of the world. Um, so, so they're going to guide us. They're going to help us. Um, so yeah. yeah, it's, it evolves every day. This has been going for five days yeah. now with Karen and I. So yeah. <laughs> it's fledgling. <laughs> And you ladies have made such a difference already. It's amazing. What can I tell you? The horsey community has made such a difference. Yeah. That, nah, that is what has happened. It's certainly not us. It, it, it wasn't us. No, well, you've definitely been mm. the catalysts for it. So you can definitely. Mm. And now there's awareness. <laughs> yes. And that is the key. Awareness. So can, can people, would it be best for people to contact um, Halfheld Horse Care? Um, or yes. how it's, are we handling it from here? It's all up on Facebook. It's okay. being splashed everywhere. Okay. You can go onto the Highfelt Horse Care um, website. Okay. You can get their account details. What they've asked is please just, when you do a reference, say Free State okay. and your name, just so that they can ring fence it for this Perfect. project. And listeners, you can do your bit by watching every single drop of water that you use in your house. Dro- a dripping tap, I can lose... I can lose my marbles when I see dripping taps. You don't know how much water you're wasting. 
you know, brushing your teeth. Exactly. Turn off the tap while you're brushing your teeth. Even the, the old, the good old thing, if it's yellow, let it mellow. If it's brown, flush it down. So, Put a brick in the system. Exactly. There's so many things to do, but we'll chat about that in the show coming up. I want to thank each and every one of you lovely horsey ladies. From an honorary horsey lady who's going to get on a horse this afternoon. Good luck. Good luck. (laughs) (laughs) I'll need it. Pictures, please. No, 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 no. Me and Jodpers, it's not, no photos. Thank you. (laughs) But thank you all so much. And listeners, I'll be back next week. This is cliffcentral.com.